BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello? Hi. Hi, is, is this, this Gigi? It is. What's going on, Gigi? Um, nothing much. What's going on with you? How are you, Gex? I'm doing good. I just ate a lot of Skittles. You know, I just ate a lot, period. So, it's pretty, doing pretty well in life, I think. Uh, Gigi, uh, how can I get you today? Is there anything in particular you called in to talk about? Yeah, I mean, this is something I, I haven't really told anyone before because it's kind of, like, silly. But um, last year, like, right when all the lockdowns were being lifted and stuff, I was coming, like, I was in the middle of, like, a really bad depression. And so I decided to go towards, like, my faith because I was raised Catholic. So I decided to go to a Bible study. And I went to like three little sessions of Bible study or whatever. And in those like three hours, they they convinced me that the Bible was real and that the revelation was coming in like 20 years. And, and which if you don't know, the revelation is like the end of the entire world. So... Like, the last time I went to the Bible study, they told me that, and I was like, just to make sure you guys are telling me that we're all going to die in, like, 40 years. And they were like, yeah, but it's a good thing. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, great. Um, I can never come back here again. And since that day, I've had, like, super, super bad anxiety about just the world ending. Like, I can't watch end-of-the-world movies anymore. Like twenty, like movies like twenty twelve or whatever. I watched Eternals, and like the last scene of that is the Earth like about to implode or whatever, and I like almost had to walk out of that. I can't sleep at night without. I usually have your podcast on at night in order for me to sleep, actually. But yeah, it's been wild. Now I really want to know what is it. And you said that you haven't really been all that religious, but you wanted to kind of get back in touch with it, correct? Yeah. And when you were younger, uh, like a whatever, middle school age, or just 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 growing up in your faith, uh, did they talk mm-hmm. about revelations? Did they talk about the end of the world to you? No. Uh, it was mostly just like learning my prayers and going to church. But I, I never really listened in church, you know? I just, it was a thing I had to go to. What is it that convinced you in these three sessions that the world was going to end? Well, it was, um, they, they used the first couple sessions to just prove that everything in the Bible was real. Because at first I was a skeptic. I was like, you know, there's no way. But they showed me, like... And I don't want to say... I'm going to be using confident words. Like, like they told me that it was real. They showed me evidence and stuff. But, I, you know, I don't know if I should believe it or not. But, like, yeah, no, they just showed express me... Express yourself however you want. Yeah, they, they just showed me, like, specific lines and stuff in the Bible. And then, like, 
outside resources that that prove that that line was correct. And then they showed me like quite a few things that people at the time shouldn't have known that managed to get in the Bible. So that was like evidence enough for me to be like, oh shit, like they know this when they shouldn't have and it's written in the Bible. So like it, it probably is correct. Can and then I at the hear, end of like... Can I hear like one example of something that was in the Bible that they showed you an outside resource of that turned out, that, that convinced you that that thing was true? The one that I remember, they showed me like three or four, and the, the one that I remember is that in the Bible, it's, it's I, I don't know the verses or anything anymore, but they, they said, it's written in the Bible that the earth is hanging like in empty space. And that the Earth is not the middle of the of the universe. And at the time that the Bible was written, everyone believed that the Earth was the middle of the universe. You know, like they yes. didn't believe that, that that everything rotated around the sun. Right. So that was that was one thing. And then I, I don't really remember the rest. Okay. All right, so they're showing you evidence that things in the Bible are correct, and it's causing you to believe that the world will end. So. All right. According to Revelations, when's the world supposed to end? They didn't. They don't have an exact timeline. They just said within my lifetime, and I'm I'm like 21 really? right now. Really, within your lifetime, mm-hmm. the world is going to end. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, another, can I? Oh no, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Another thing that they mentioned was um, in the Bible, it's written about a, like a female god that was coming. Like when when the revelation is about to come, there will be a female god like revealed to the to the world, and there are hints and clues of her in the Bible, but people won't really put it together until the revelation is happening. And so apparently, more and more people are learning about her, and so like that's a clue that the revelation is happening soon. So, like, if Beyonce does the Super Bowl halftime show and she absolutely kills it, that means we're all going to die. Yeah, she's God. All right, I want to say this. Okay, here's yeah. what I, I brought, and, and this is, first of all, this is something I've always thought, which is that um, if I'm going to die, which, and I, it's not even if, I'm going to die. I'm going to die, you're going to die, everyone listening to this is going to die. I feel like the best wouldn't it wouldn't you want to die in an apocalypse i would rather die uh, like here's the like the best you could possibly the best move and and it's said in your lifetime let's say you get to be like 80 years old and there's a world ending apocalypse and everyone's going to die how awesome would that be wouldn't it really because almost because 100% of everyone dies alone really at the end of the day unless if like you and your you know, husband or wife, like, both die right at the exact same moment of cancer or something, which, you know, I'm sure has happened once or twice, or you both get, like, like you die alone, ultimately. But wouldn't it be kind of nice yeah. to die, like, with everyone else? Wouldn't there be some camaraderie in there? Wouldn't the, all the, like, all the, like, like, everything would just go away. All the wars, we'd be like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna be dying anyway. Um, all the little <laughs> conflicts. It would actually, like, I really do imagine... Oh, uh, an apo- and I know this maybe isn't the case because we've had minor apocalypses and they have not been moments of unity as as I've I'm I'm hip- picture- picturing in my head. Uh, to me, a po- an apocalypse uh-huh. like would be a moment of unity. It'd be everyone being like, "All right, none of this. Are f- I'm sorry, I'm fighting with you. Ah, uh, fuck it. Let's all hold hands and dance and just die, just die because none, none of this matter. Nothing would matter. All the petty shit mm-hmm. would just stop mattering, and you get to die with other people. It's kind of nice because. I mean, look, let's say there's no apocalypse. You just die alone in some hospital, if you're lucky. Some people, they die on the street. Some people, they die in the middle of the ocean. Um, so first of all, uh, so that's reason number one why an apocalypse wouldn't be that bad. It'd actually be kind of nice. It'd be nice to die with other people. <laughs> um, second thing, what scares you about the apocalypse? Like, Tell me more about this fear that you have. Well, uh, something that they really pushed was, like, telling more people, 
you know, about it. Because apparently if they didn't know about it and if they didn't take the right steps, you know, it's the revelation. So some people are going to die and they're going to go up to heaven. And then the rest of the people are going to stay. So earth is going to become like hell on earth and people are going to stay there and it's going to be hell. So what really made me nervous was that like, I, I really was worried about like my family. Because it's not something that we really talk about at all. And I was like, are my little sisters, like, going to hell for not knowing this? Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it was, like, a panic thing. I, I don't want to die, Gek. Um, I don't want to die okay. right now. Well, you, well listen, you're not going to die right Oh, you're going to die, but you're not going to die right now. Actually, I don't... Actually, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't want to guarantee anything. But, um... This sounds like that kind of, you know, that kind of thing where, like, isn't this kind of the missionary thing where they're like, oh, no, these poor people, they, if they haven't heard the word of the Lord and if they die with without their sins being cleansed and accepting Jesus Christ, they go to hell. Is it like that kind of thing? I think so. Yeah. The girls that were in charge of the city group were like from a different, they, they were both from two different countries. Do you believe and, in And they had come to my city to like. I mean, so I'm I'm scared to not, just in case it is there. And like, if I don't believe in in heaven, like I'm not gonna go. But then I, I'm scared to believe that there is, because I, I don't, you know, I don't know the rules to get into heaven. <laughs> like, and I, I don't. I'm scared of. Well, I would be scared of hell. So, I, I'm mostly just scared of not believing and there actually being a god and then i have to face that i didn't believe in him the whole time mm-hmm. see it's uh, i forget to some i forget who said this maybe it was marcus aurelius i know i'm gonna completely butcher this but i remember here i remember heard some quote can i read you this quote yeah read me the quote maybe, maybe it will make you feel better it's a quote i like it's sort of a religious e thing Marcus Aurelius, he says, live a good life. If there are gods and they are just, then they will not care how devout you have been, but will welcome you based solely on the virtues you have lived by. If there are gods, but unjust, then you should not want to worship them anyway. If there are no gods, then you will be gone, but will have lived a noble life that will live on in the memories of of your loved ones. What he's saying is basically just go out and try the best you can to be, you know, uh, uh, just try the best you can in life to, 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 to be good, to do whatever it is you're doing. Because here's the thing. If there is a God and um, he's a good guy, then he won't really care how devout you've been to him. All he'll really care about is that you tried to live a good life. And if there is a God and he do, he cares a lot about whether or not you were devout to him, well then, he, well, then he's kind of a dick. Because why does he care so much that you're obsessed with him? You know, I mean, and if he's kind of a dick, then you shouldn't like him anyway, because he's a dick. And then if there's no God, well then, okay, you lived a life. You tried your best, you know? So why, what's, what's, what's the problem with that? That is a very nice quote. I really like that gig. Um, that ho- well, one of the things that has helped me, because it used to be really bad, um, but I- I've started thinking to myself like every day, I'm like, I could literally die in a car crash on my way to class today. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. You know, I, you know, that's a legitimate thought that you're having right now. You could. And um, when you say it doesn't really matter... What that means to me, the idea of nothing mattering, is that I get to choose what matters. Because nothing inherently matters, so I I am bestowed with the freedom to decide what matters. And if I want to, I can fall into traps. Not if I want to, but I I, I fall into traps sometimes of, of feeling like certain things matter that maybe don't matter that much when I think about the fact that I could die in a car crash at any moment. And neglect the things that actually do matter. 
uh, with the knowledge that I, I could die in a car crash at any moment. So I don't look at the nothing mattering as something bad. I look at it as a a, a opportunity to to reprioritize. Do you look at it as something bad? Um, no. I, I just look at it as in like, fuck it. Very. Okay. I, I come from a very strict household, so recently I've, I've like been having a lot of freedom, and I've been allowed basically to just be like, fuck it, with a lot of things, and I've done stuff that I like never thought I would do before. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I want to get back to your central issue before we move on, because there's a lot here. Um, so you said that, how long ago did you go to this Bible thing? Um, I think like last January, like January 2020. January 2020. Okay, so this has been giving you anxiety for a long time, for like over two years. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> now that I think about it, I mean mm-hmm. it, it's gotten better, but just some habits that I've that I've, you know, like I haven't been able to to sleep in silence since. But I don't think that's like anything too bad. <laughs> you haven't been able to sleep in silence. Oh, like you mean you put I something mean, on? I, I, yeah, I just put something okay. on in the background. Okay. Um. Well, I'm I'm honored to sometimes be the thing pre- uh, preventing you from thinking about your own death. Um, except this call. Thank right you, Gig. This call could be like there could be somebody like you who puts on this podcast to sleep at night and not think about their own death, and this call is now ruining that for them. But maybe that's maybe it needs to be ruined. Maybe it needs to be ruined. Um, just just think about it. You could die like in your sleep, so it's fine. <sighs> Gigi, um, I w- I I I'll, I'll let Marcus Aurelius. I'm such a douchebag. I'll let Marcus Aurelius speak for me. I'm such a douchebag. <laughs> I'll let Marcus Aurelius speak for me. Um, and I, I'll 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 say to just do your best to live a good life, and uh, God won't really care. And if he does, then you know, fuck him. Thank you, Gek. That helped a lot. Have it a good really night, did. Is there I anything else you want to... Of course, I appreciate you uh, uh, sleeping to my voice. That sounded creepy. Is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Um, You were my number one podcast in my Spotify rap. I saw the Spotify rap. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of Spotify wrapped love uh, lately. I don't know when <laughs> this call is going to go on the podcast, but um, whoever you are, if you are listening on the Spotify, I appreciate... Or if, wherever you're listening, I appreciate you. All right, well, thank you, Gek. Have a good night. You too. Gigi, I said you too really weirdly just now. Gigi forever. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. This uh, Lyle? Yes, this is uh, Francis. Yes, this is Francis. What's going on with you, Francis? Well, I mean... I was just to get right into it. Um, I just had some stuff to get off my chest because uh, I can't really uh, talk about this stuff with uh, any of my friends or family or anybody really. And I've been struggling with kind of like a do I or don't I kind of thing recently. Okay, you what's know? going on? Uh, basically, um, I have like a crush on my girlfriend's mom and I don't know should I, should I just get into it or oh yeah please get into it okay um well 
So there'll be times where, you know, I'll go drinking over at my girlfriend's mom's house. Has a big backyard. I'll, uh, sorry, I'm at work. I'll, uh, I'll get into it and, uh, we'll start drinking and then everyone else passes out. And then, like, so when the whole family is sleeping, it's like a smaller family. No, 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 it's just me and her. And we, um, I feel like we built a pretty emotional connection. And, um, the physical one. Basically, um, so I'll start partying with uh, her and like we'll drink like two bottles of hard liquor together and like sometimes we start smoking weed or whatever and uh, she's had a lot of really emotional conversations to me where she's crying or like I even cry about talking about some stuff and then after that um, the very first time this happened we were hanging out everyone was sleeping and then uh, all of a sudden it started getting like like this like tension in the air you know and um it's i got it got to the point where she was like oh you know come with me to the bedroom like help me on the bed because she has knee problems and uh this this is the first time so i wasn't really sure what to expect but i was getting my hopes up not gonna lie so get her in the bed and then uh she's like here lay down with me i'm like okay so i lay there I feel like uh, I feel like when you bring a girl over for the first time, it's just sitting awkwardly on the bed or whatever. And then, uh, so then she was like, oh, hold my hand. I was like, all right. And then, like, I could feel all this stuff, and then she starts to roll over. And I'm like, oh, shit. But then, at that exact moment, I kind of freak out. And, uh, like, I was just in the bed, and then my girl walked in. Like, she just woke up. And she was like, yo, like, what's going on in here? I was like, oh, I was just helping her up. She was like, well, why are you in the bed? I was like, because it's comfy. She's like, yeah, that bed is comfy. All right, well, I'm ready to go home. So we ended up going home. And this probably happened about two or three times. And then, oh, the very last time, like another time, like we were, I was getting the, the bomb for her when she hides. And when she, uh, when she, like, she kind of did this thing where like she leaned over, and, like stuck her like butt out. She's in just nothing but a nightgown. And I kind of like, I'm like, I don't know because there's so much like tension like i kind of like like start to feel her like hips and stuff and she lets out like a kind of like a mm? and well and, uh, you start with the the mom was sticking her butt out and you started to like touch her yeah yeah i did yeah and it's not like the first time like i've i've been like it's always like kind of like just teasing it's not like you're actually gonna do anything so like i just like kind of like i was kind of like because it was a small closet space so i was like trying to like get her to like kind of like you know when you hold someone so you can get get around them kind of so i like i guess i played it off like that so it's always like that it was you were uh, like when you grab someone's head to like move you were but that was a guise for just touching her I guess, yeah, but I think she was. She knew what she was doing too. And then when I when I grabbed the the hips to move, she kind of like, I don't know, let out like a little noise ish, kind of like a mm. Okay. And then like, okay. but but I never. The thing is, this is the problem. Is like I love my girlfriend, and I just uh, I wouldn't do anything. Like I didn't want to do anything with it. But then part of me really wants to. So it's like, do I really love my girlfriend if? Like, I'm having these kind of feelings for, you know, her mom. And, like, if, if this was to happen, then, you know, she's going to hate her mom. Then her mom, is like, loves her daughters. She would never, like, she wouldn't be able to have a good relationship with them. And that would, like, kill her on the inside because I know her pretty well. And I don't want to, like, break up a family. And this isn't my first time, like, doing something like this to where I break a family up over something stupid. Or like you've, you've done, you know, you've you've done this before. Well, not exactly the same thing, but uh, so I was dating this girl, and her brother had a girlfriend, and I cheated on my the girlfriend at the time with uh, her brother's girlfriend. So at that point, you know, he broke up with her, she broke up with me, and I guess the family didn't really break up, but 
it did kind of like fuck up relationships like the, the family that they built around there where there's kind of me and then that girl you know but never like with the mom like i've always had feelings for the mom in some kind of way but then recently it's just been like growing and growing and then just the just a couple just last week um we drank like two bottles of alcohol and we started uh talking and then i think it was a little blurry that like i actually like not on the lips but like i kissed her but i don't know where but uh, man i just like do i stop when when my girl falls asleep and the family falls asleep should i just like go home because that's the moment like her mom will never like really drink drink but the moment everyone's asleep she'll be like hey let's take some shots so like okay so we'll just start doing that we'll literally just sit in the kitchen and talk while taking shots of alcohol until it's gone so it's like everything's gone that's crazy to me because she never really drinks like that with her her daughters it's only me and then like ever her daughters are like make a joke oh it's your drinking buddy and at one point she even told her daughter like well i think you're getting jealous and then uh, she thought that was funny, you know. Wait, she told wait. So that her your girlfriend's mom told your girlfriend that your girlfriend's getting jealous of her. Yeah, about our relationship, and she thought that was okay. funny. Um, and I just, I just, I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, Francis. Okay, let's let's start here. All right, so you say you love your girlfriend. Yeah, very much. Okay. How long have you guys been together? Mm, about 10 years. You guys Almost. been together for 10 years. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're not married, but... Well, wait a minute. So you guys have been together for 10 years, and I, I assume you have known her mom for a very long time. I have, but it's just recently that these... Uh, I guess it's kind of uh, always been there, but recently yeah, why it's been is the this point such where a recent, like, why, why, why do you think this has happened recently? Well, because it's just been building up over time. It's not like I see them all the time, but then recently it's like it kind of has this buildup of like uh, do or don't, you know, like like I I feel like I always thought that there was something there, but now I know I know for sure there is something there. So I think okay. because we both know now it's like out in the open at least for us so okay. it's kind of like you so, know yeah so francis here's a couple here's a couple things um i think you being attracted to your girlfriend's mom you having feelings for your girlfriend's mom feelings and attractions i i think are things that you don't control right um, yeah. so, you know, you don't have to, you know, hate yourself for feeling attracted to her or feeling feelings for her, but what you decide, whether or not you decide to act on those feelings is a hundred percent in your control. Do you, do you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, that's. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I have this conflict is like, should I, sh- shouldn't I? Because, you know, this should kind of did excite me, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe next time, like, when everyone falls asleep, I'll just be like, oh, let's get an Uber, let's go home. Like, immediately. Okay. Like, don't even, like, just try to limit, I think, just talking about this with you, just thinking about it is kind of like helping me, I don't know, see myself, because I don't talk about this with anybody. So it's just helping me like talk out loud, and maybe maybe I just don't okay. let the don't let that happen, you know? Okay. What are you thinking about as you're t- when you're talking about this out loud, and you say you're thinking about it differently now? What are you thinking about as you're talking about this out loud? I guess it's just not worth it to me to lose my girl and to break up a whole family, and knowing that this is an ongoing problem with me, as far as you know getting with other people's girlfriends or doing things I'm not supposed to like relationship taboo-ish maybe that's kind of just uh, like a, a weird thing I have where I just want to like I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think of it as like maybe that's what like excites me like like a, I guess it's like a, not like a kink but you know what I'm trying to say 
And yes, maybe that's sure. not you're, like you're, you're, something you're, you have to act on. You're excited by how taboo it is and how wrong it is. And, you know, I mean, that makes sense, right? But again, whether or not you choose to 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 succumb to that feeling is up to you. That's in your control. Yeah. And so I think if I were you, I would... Um, First, first of all, the, masturbate furiously. Just masturbate, like <laughs> masturbate like ten times. Masturbate ten times in a row, okay. And then after oh, you've wow. done that, after you've done that, um, take a second here, and really, look. I don't think you're a dumb dude. You know, take a th- really think about, um. The pros and cons of following these feelings, and I think after doing that, um, in as logical and non-emotional of a mindset as you have available to you, you will come to um, whatever is the correct decision for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I masturbation part's kind of extreme, but as far as trying to take the emotion out of it, I I can get that, you know. Like, but the other thing is like, what we're worried about is like, do I really, like you said, it's not it's not under my control. Like, I can still love my girlfriend and be attracted to my girlfriend and like, you know, not not feel bad, you know, like you said. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you don't do that. just 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 all you got to do is like, look, man, it, just don't don't act like, yes, I did mean what I said when I was like, you don't have to, you don't you shouldn't feel ashamed of feelings or attractions. But again, it's about it's about what you decided to do with them moving forward. Yeah, and we both well, dude. we um, I, I don't I don't. Try to remain neutral in situations, but we both know you can't f- be fucking your girlfriend's mom. I don't have to say that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Part of me is, like, if I was to, like, break up with my girl and try to go after her mom, but still, that would break the family up. And it Can I tell you something? Yeah. I think you would feel really stupid if you did that. I think I think if you I think if you broke up with your girlfriend to try to have have sex with her mom, I think you would. I'm telling you this. I just wouldn't benefit. worry. I just I think, think you would feel dumb. really yeah. stupid. I think you would feel so stupid. To, no, yeah, you're I, right. I, I try not to think. I, what to I don't do, want to. You, you would feel really stupid if you did that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I'm just just gonna not do it. But I don't even want to like have the because if i start drinking and i let alcohol kind of make the decision for me quote unquote or my well, judgment gets impaired then i would do one of the things I, really, I i i when you say alcohol I make the decisions for you and like whatever i'm not a heavy drinker or anything but i i always hate when people are like oh i did it because i was high or because i was drunk it's like you're still you you know um, yeah yeah that's true but anyway but but part part of me is like it kind of gets rid of that, ah, I don't give a fuck. Like, kind of make me do that, you know? But yeah, I gotta, uh. You know, you're I right. I mean, look, this is a 10 year right. relationship. I just don't think I'm gonna drink that. Well, here's much the thing, anymore. man, is if, is if, and this is the thing about relationships in general, is, um, if you're making a commitment to someone, um, if you're making a commitment to someone, you're, you're like, what's the point of even do? What's the point of even being in that kind of a relationship if you're not gonna fully dive into the commitments? You know, like, what do yeah, you? What yeah, do you that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe it's deeper than just you know this thing I have. Maybe it's like is like a kind of a like a says something about my relationship that I would even consider it. You know. That's you have a real what I've therapist, been by the way. Mm, no, but I wasn't thinking about seeing one. Just uh, I told my girl too, like, oh, I'm probably gonna see therapist. 
I want her to go not with me, but to one too. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure that out. Okay. I think it would be beneficial. Francis, um, go jack off ten times. That part's non-negotiable. That's actually you actually have to do that by calling into the stream. All right. You're actually legally obligated right. to jack off ten times. Um, All right. And then go start now? think about what's important to you in life and think about how you can act in certain ways that uh, serve those things that are important to you. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for the help. Uh, I know I know, I can't say this, and you can do what you will with but uh, I would appreciate it if you didn't clip it, but if you did, I don't think I could blame you, you know? So, um, I appreciate that. Like, clip like, it and put it on that TikTok? Most, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you know, this is uh, your stream, so do it with that as you please, but I'm just going to put that out there. Anyways, man, I, won't, I appreciate the help. I won't, I won't clip it and put it on TikTok. Oh, dude, you're a real one, bro. Thank you. Of course. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Francis? Um, get therapy, uh, masturbate, and Lyle forever. I like all those things. Thanks, Francis. Thank you, Lyle. Bye. I, I am not putting... I won't make a clip and put it on TikTok, but this is totally going in the podcast. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say about Francis. I really do wonder what an actual... There are so many calls I get here where I really wonder what an actual therapist would say. Um, if you're a real therapist out there and you have a common... You have, you have, you have thoughts about that whole... Um, I like that as a subject, the whole thing of uh, you can't control your attractions and your feelings, but you can control your actions. I wonder, like, what actual philosophers and therapists have to say about that shit. Um, but I, I hope that Francis makes, uh, you know, an informed decision about how to maneuver this situation. And the best way to make informed decisions is to, is to jack off ten times. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello. Hello. Is this Lewis? Yes, this is me. What's going on, Lewis? I'm super fucking nervous because this is my first time like watching your stream, and I just decided maybe I should call in, and yeah, I now I'm on the phone. This is the first time ever watching the stream. Have you like listened to anything else, or is this your first encounter with? Uh... No, no, I like I. Like, I don't know, like, um, three weeks ago, I, like, discovered your, I think it was from Insta or YouTube Short. Oh, and nice. then I, like, discovered your channel, and then I discovered your stream, and yeah. So, Louis, it says you're calling us from Germany. Yes. What What is going on over there? Uh, it's in the middle of the night. It's, like, let me see, wait. I think it's... 4 a.m.? Yeah, almost. Wow. What are you doing up so late? I'm extremely sleep-deprived, and I go to university regularly. But uh, today I, like, didn't sleep, and now I wanted to go to bed early, but then I saw, like, you had a stream today, and, yeah, so I stayed up a little bit longer. Well, thanks slash I'm sorry for, uh, for, for staying up <laughs> so late to catch this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's absolutely my fault. So yeah. What city in Germany are you in? It's, I don't know, you, you won't know it probably because it's like a little city. It's called Rostock in the northern of Germany. Rostock. 
Yes. Okay. Exactly. I went to Berlin four years ago. I'm going back next year. Uh, I liked it a lot. I ate a lot of currywurst and um, looked at stuff. Mm, okay, it was, yeah, it was yeah, great. It was great. Currywurst is like the best. It's really good. Lewis. Lewis, what is um? Is there anything in particular that you called in to talk about? It's if not, it's cool. We can keep talking about currywurst. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to like call in, and I have like a lot of stuff I can talk about. I just didn't have something specific, so I just said to the phone manager like, "Yeah, porn addiction, maybe." But we can talk about everything if you want to. Um, what would you in this moment? What would you most like to talk about? Yeah, I'm like like I said, I'm really sleep deprived right now. I can't really properly think, so I'm open for everything. Are you? Do you usually stay up this late? Um, sometimes, yeah, but like not every day. Like nobody can handle that. I think. You said you're in university. What do you What do you study? Um, I like recently moved to I don't know how it's called in English. Um, oh, I, I, we we just said it how it's called in English. It's called um, like child education. Yeah, child education. Okay, they have children in yeah. Germany like who in the, in the sure field, yeah. need educations. You are studying child education. Do you want to be a teacher? Um. Like something similar, maybe. Like I want to do something with children. I would really love to, but not exactly a teacher. I actually like a few days ago. I saw um, a video from you, where you where you were talking like to a, I think it was in Mexico, I think, mm-hmm. or in some Spanish land. Yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. to a guy, and he said he was like yeah, a, yeah like a child psychiatrist. And yes, that really, yes, yes. really, really inspires me because I absolutely felt what he said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I lo- loved that interview. I love that guy. Yeah. I totally know what you're talking about. Okay. Great. I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Um, fucking, fucking amazing and fucking sympathetic. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What is it that is interesting to you about teaching children or or, or being a child psychologist? Um. Yeah. A lot of personal feelings involved with all of that. And just, I think I can really, like, represent myself into them, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does make sense. Uh, what are these personal feelings? Yeah, a lot of, like, fucking lot of anxiety on my personal life. Mm-hmm. And, like, emotional, like, trauma stuff back in my childhood. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is um, and you don't have to talk about anything on here that you don't want to talk about, of course. Um, no, it's but completely is, okay. Just like I, I, I talked a ton about it, so I'm. Yeah. Is there a particular issue or like kind of subject that you want to be able to give back about? Like, it sounds as though you've been through some rough shit yourself as a child. And now that you're an adult, you want to go and help children who uh, might have gone through something similar as you, which is an admirable thing to do. Is there a particular yeah, area of thing that you you uh, want to help people with? Um, I think mainly, like mainly showing them that they can always open up emotionally. That is really important for me to show that to children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were a child, did you not have anyone that you could open up to? Um, yeah, it's like it's a little bit complex, but I grew up in that mindset that I thought I had nobody yet. Mm-hmm. 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 How has that affected you, uh, sort of in your life today? Yeah, like I said, like um, I'm I'm masking a lot. Like the guy, like that was on the phone before me. I can really relate to him in many ways. Of course, yeah, sorry, I just I just spoke German. Um, 
sometimes that happens. That's um, okay. We, I, we, we can always stand to yeah. learn a little bit of a new language. I can teach you some new German words if you want to. Well, I, I don't want to interrupt you from what you were saying. You felt as though you were masking things. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like the thing is that if you experience some kind of, uh, I, I just say trauma in your in your childhood, some kind of, then you grow up in that mindset that you experience, and like what happens in your childhood is basically what is through the life you you know. So, and I think when something and. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Uh, so I, I think like when you experience something in early childhood, then especially then like you have extremely high risk of developing anxiety disorders and like personality disorders later in your adult life. So now, you uh, says you're 21. Yes. Do you feel as though, do you feel a similar way that you felt as a child where you feel like you don't have people that you can open up to? Um, it's got really better because I have loving friends and I'm really grateful for that. But um, recently I just experienced some kind of mini flashback the first time in my entire life. And I didn't even know, like, I had something to flash back to, but apparently I did. And yeah, I lived a little bit through that, but I, like, I hear that pretty well, I would say. Do you want to tell us about this flashback? Mm, not, like, I don't have a problem talking about it, but I just don't feel like in the mood right now to talk about extreme deep stuff, you know? Yeah, sure. No problem at all. No problem at all. Um, I find it admirable that, uh, you want to go back and help people with the thing that, uh, you were struggling with. So I'm glad to hear that, that you're doing that. I almost feel like it'll help you deal with those things as well. Yeah, obviously, of course. Yeah. And like, sorry for my monotone voice all the time, but I'm really nervous. I have to say, and this always gets monotone then. No, you're doing great, man. Don't don't be nervous at all. I'm uh, I'm excited to be talking to you. Um, okay, so you're going to school to do a to do a to do a therapy thing. That's good stuff. What else is going on with you in your yeah, life, yeah, Lewis? Of. We've been talking about a bunch of depressing things, um, but I'm sure that that's not the extent of your life. You said you have great friends. What do you What do you do uh, outside of school? Outside of you know. The, the the monotony. Yeah, like I, I'm really, really, really into art and music and stuff like that. So that's why I related with the Mexican guy extremely because I think he said something similar, if I remember correctly, that he was like a creative guy, but he works in this uh, like helping children psychology psychology job, and mm -hmm. I can really relate to that because yeah, I love making music myself and art. What and do you? What do you make music about? Um, like I started with rap and lyrical stuff back in my puberty, I would say. And that kind of transformed itself to like doing beats nowadays and doing music on piano and like just, just, just everything related to music that comes into my mind. You said you rapped. What kinds of things did you rap about? Yeah. little bit dark stuff a little bit I don't know just just what comes to my mind it's not specific exactly mm -hmm. um, is rap something that you still want to pursue is do, do you intend to do music while you're studying yeah I like I would like to do it like to pursue this every time I have the chance to like as long as my passion is there I would love to yeah Mm -hmm. Tell me more about these friends that like you have. Even now, like even now, even now during our... Excuse me? No, go ahead. 
like I, I just want to say like even now during our call I have my uh, loop station I don't know if you know what that is yeah, um, yeah I know what that it's is it's a musical device okay okay like I have it right now here and it's playing on repeat all the time so during our call this plays on repeat like in the background and yeah <laughs> wait you're you're looping our call right now no 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 I'm just looping like my own stuff before the call but I forgot to turn it off and now I'm on the call and like this thing is repeating itself in the background. Ah, so you were up late at night making music. You you were one of those night owl musicians. Yeah. yeah. Is the eve middle of the night an inspiring time for you? Do you get a lot of ideas? Absolutely. Your head? Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Um What's the last, like, epiphany-type idea that came to you in the middle of the night? It's um, a good question, actually. Like, do you mean, like, music-related or just general? Just general. I don't know. Like, I love to think. I love to do philosophy and everything. But I can't like exactly remember what the last breakthrough thought was at midnight. Do you have a personal philosophy? Um, yes. Like what is it? it's it's really tied in with psychology in my case. Like I just think everybody should be. I don't know. As a, it's 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 hard to explain. Like I said, I can't really concentrate right now because it's in the middle of the night and five a.m. Um, yeah, it's it's complex to explain. I think I, just everybody should grow up healthy and should grow up in emotional and thought freedom. Well, I like that. I like that uh, you're doing something that contributes to your personal philosophy. A lot of people have personal philosophies and they just have them it's just this is my personal philosophy this is what i believe but you're really going and being like this is my personal philosophy and i'm about to go dedicate my life my vocation to its fulfillment you know i think that's i think that says a lot yes actually like now that i think about it i can say that my philosophy is like follow your passion i think that's extremely important and i think that everybody like really everybody no exception has this kind of passion inside of them and i think most of them maybe don't even know it or haven't discovered it but i absolutely think everybody has really great passion and fire inside and can unleash it in some sort of, some sort of way um i wanted to ask you this lewis uh tell me about your friends because you mentioned earlier that you felt for a long time you had nobody that you could open up to about things, and now you say you're lucky enough to have really good friends. Tell me about these friends. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I have my best friend. He's called Noel. And we are, like, extremely close. We are, like, uh, like brothers. And, like, everybody, like, people who don't even know us say, like, Yo, you, you look like brothers or you act like brothers. And so it's really intimate and close friendship, yeah. That's great. Is uh, Have you known him for a long time? Um, yeah, I know him since, I think, seven years now. Mm -hmm. And is it just you guys, or is there a whole group? No, there is, like, a whole group, obviously, but we kind of, split a little bit in the last month or the last year because like everybody is growing up and getting adult and kind of separating and you know yeah but we stayed together we too has that been a tough thing everybody separating and going in their different ways yes like for me especially because i can't really handle like abandonment really well and loneliness mm -hmm. And I like I, I, I love to have things that stay and not change. Like especially for me, it's a re real challenge for new things. And yeah, that's why like I, I think that my old friendships last and persist really strong and good. But I'm not really good in 
spontaneously like new making friends right now. Hmm. Hmm. Do you um? Did you say that you are in school right now, or you're planning to go to school? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm in university right now. Like not right now at the moment, but you know. Do you uh, are you able to make friends in your classes or in after school activities or anything like that? Yeah, a little bit like kind of yeah. a little bit okay. challenging, but it is okay. It's better than I thought of him. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that it's uh, going better than you thought it would. Lewis, thanks for um, staying up so late to. Uh, thanks for staying up so late to talk to us, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other aspect of of your life that uh you you might want to share with us, or any philosophies, or, or I guess anything else you want to say before you go? Not in particular, but maybe like I can teach you like one or two German words you didn't already know. I would love to hear one or two German words that I didn't already know. All right, then tell me what you want to have translated. All right, I'm going to go to the chat for this one. Chat, what uh, what words should we have? Right. Uh, what, what words do we want translated into German? Oh, yes. Uh, can we get gecko translated into German? What is gecko? It's basically gecko. It's the same. Oh. Okay, all right. That one didn't count. Um, all yeah. right, they want to know what that one. They want to know what butt crack is in German. Oh, okay, okay. So it is called Arschritze. Uh, so say that again. It's like yes, yeah, Arschritze. Arschwitze. It's so weird pronouncing it. Yeah, Auschwitz. Like My Auschwitz yeah. hurts. I'm scratching my Auschwitz yeah, and that can, only can, makes can it itch, itchier. Uh they want to know what uh How do you say Oh, this is how do you say passion in German? Um it's called like we have a word for it, it's, we can also use like passion because it's called yeah. passion, but there is like another word and it's called Leidenschaft and that's basically the same. Say that word again. Leidenschaft. Leidenschaft. Um, someone yes, wants to know what, what really someone wants to know what penis is and Leidenschaft sounds like what penis is in German. Oh yeah, you you're right. Actually, a little bit. Like penis is basically penis. It's almost the same. Penis in German is just penis. I am finding yeah. out by talking to you that I actually know a lot more German than I thought. Yeah, like English and German are really similar. Um. Well, thank you for teaching us those words, Lewis. Is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Not in particular, no, not, nothing I can think of. Just thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, man, and uh, fucking get some sleep, brother. Yeah, thank you. I will. Take care, Lewis. Bye. Uh, I liked that dude a lot, man. It's very, it's the coolest thing ever to me that uh, people are finding this stream, this podcast, um, in other countries, and that. Um, Maybe this, you know what my persistent thought was during that call and during a lot of any time we get international calls is like, it's very interesting to me that um, there are just these, I don't know if this sounds cliche, but I'm going to say, it's very interesting to me that there are like these common, common, common human issues that persist all over the world, right? Like... You know, Lewis was talking about having trouble making friends and putting himself out there and, you know, having this great group of friends that, you know, eventually grow apart. And I don't know. It just it's interesting to see that be a universal experience. Um, 
you know, it's 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 good to see that staying up until 5 a.m. is a universal experience because that kind of makes me feel better about the fact that I did that last night and we'll be doing it again tomorrow. Um, thank you for calling and sharing, Lewis. I'll be I'm coming to Berlin. I'm doing a live show in Berlin at some point. So I'll I'll report there live. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 